Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Offseason Outlook Podcast. I am your host, Colton Cooper, coming at you today on the morning of March 27th, 2023, from the lovely state of Oklahoma. Um, today we're going to introduce myself to you a little bit. Um, we're going to go over the NFL free agency that's been happening so far, a lot of big signings, big trades that have been going on for almost about a month now into NFL free agency as we get this offseason kicking off. Um, going to go over the draft a little bit, talk some of the, you know, what we might think the top five picks look like, what we think some of these QB prospects are going to look like, and go over a pretty big trade that has happened revolving around the NFL draft. Um, and then to finish out, we're going to talk about some pretty big news that has come out today um, revolving around free agency. Um, so with that, let's get started and get into this first podcast. So let's get into it first with some introductions. I'm your host, Colton Cooper. I am currently a creative media production student at the University of Oklahoma. Um, I love sports. Um, I'm hoping to work in sports. Um, and I decided to make this podcast just talking a little bit about my favorite sport, um, American football in the NFL. Um, it's not in season right now, so we're going to be talking, as the title suggests, a lot of um, off-season happenings, what's going down for each team. Um, we're going to get pretty d- in-depth in some of the future episodes. This episode is going to be a little surface level, just kind of recapping what's been going on and stuff. Um, but nonetheless, a little bit more about me. Um, I grew up in Dallas. I'm a huge uh, Dallas Cowboys fan, as well as all other Dallas sports. Um, my dad's side of the family is from North Carolina. I actually just got back from there a few weeks ago. Um, and because of that, I also root for a lot of um, North Carolina teams, including the Panthers. So those are my two big teams um, in the NFL that I root for. Obviously, I love the Cowboys more because that's where I'm from. But Panthers and Cowboys rarely play each other, even though they do technically play each other this year. Um, but they are not rivals or anything. So I root for both. Um, and I'm pretty happy with what they've been doing so far. Um, I think that's a good way to segue into this first segment talking about um, free agency with the Cowboys because they have been making some pretty big moves, um, especially compared to what they normally do in the offseason, which is diddly squat. Um, But this season they've been kind of making some moves. I think they could still make a few more, maybe go get one more wide receiver, but so far pretty good. They um, first traded for Brandon Cooks from the Texans. Um, a really good receiver. He's been around the league a little bit. People are worried about that, but he has not been with great teams for most of his career. Um, he was with a good Patriots team, did really good there. Then he went over to the Rams for a few seasons, did some good things there, but his career has really been on the down uh, swing since he's been with the Houston Texans. But they've also not had a quarterback ever since the Deshaun Watson drama. So it's not really expected for him to be amazing whenever he's with a pretty bad team. And he actually had two 1,000-yard seasons while he was there. So being able to do that with almost no team around you is pretty impressive. So I think the Cowboys made a pretty good deal here. Um, They only traded a fifth-round pick this year, a sixth-round next year, to get a pretty good wide receiver. Um, Obviously, some of you probably are not Cowboys fans, so you're not going to agree with this particular take. I personally like Dak Prescott a lot. I think that he um, is a really great quarterback, um, just is unfortunately with the Cowboys, so he has to deal with Jerry Jones and all of his mishandlings. So, um, you know, he has it rough sometimes. But 
one thing that Dak is really good at is elevating wide receivers. Um, you look at a lot of his past receivers, they are no names now, like Terrence Williams, Bryce Butler, and he was kind of balling with those guys his first season in the league. Um, he has been able to really elevate some guys way higher than they should have ever been. Brandon Cooks already is not that low of a player, like like I was just saying. He's really decent if you look at the numbers, and Dak being able to elevate him even higher is going to be really something special with the Cowboys, especially whenever you already pair that with C.D. Lamb and a hit or miss in Michael Gallup. You're going to get some good stuff out of Michael Gallup sometimes. Sometimes you're going to get him injured or just not having a good game. But having another receiver to rely on in Cooks now is going to really help the Cowboys game. Not to mention on the other side of the ball, they traded from the Colts for Stephon Gilmore, who is a really, really solid defensive player. Um, he obviously had an amazing career with the Patriots for a long time, went to the Panthers for a year, now has been in uh, Indianapolis for a little bit. Um, hasn't been, you know, one of the star players and mad 99 overall players for a few years, but has still really played well for his age. Um, and the Cowboys only give up a fifth round compensatory selection for that. So they really got to steal out of this. He is really going to help bolster that defense, um, pair him alongside Trayvon Diggs. The other team has to throw it somewhere. You got two lockup guys there. One of them is going to be hunting for that ball, getting interceptions, getting tackles. And I really think even more than all of that, it will be great for him to help develop Trayvon Diggs, who is a good player but definitely makes some pretty bad mistakes sometimes. I think having an older guy in that locker room to lead the defense will help both Diggs out and Parsons um, as he grows his game, take a little bit of pressure off of Parsons. Um, that's definitely where we saw some weakness from Michael Parsons last season was whenever he just had to do everything himself. So adding another player back there that's a veteran and is really good at what they do um, is really going to help the Cowboys' defense. Now, I might have gone a little too long the Cowboys, so let's get through some of these next few big free agency signings uh, a little bit quicker. Um, another big one, big move maker in the offseason so far has been the New Orleans Saints. Um, now, you may not agree with some of the moves they've made, and we'll see if they work out or not. But nonetheless, they're at least trying to make some big moves. Whether they're the right choices or not, we'll have to see. But they signed um, quarterback Derek Carr from the Raiders, um, as well as a pretty good running back in Jamal Williams from the Lions. Now, last season, obviously, Raiders, not that good. After having what looked like a pretty good setup season the year before, you add on Devontae Adams, that team should have been amazing. But it just... Didn't work out. I think it was a little bit of the head coach because Josh McDaniels has not proven himself in the past. Um, but nonetheless, it was just kind of wrong time for everything. Ends with Derek Carr leaving the team he's been with his whole career, um, which seems to be a little bit of a trend recently. Um, I guess we're getting a little bit of NBA action in here, not having as much loyalty in the NFL. But it's both ways. It's not just the players. The front offices are... Definitely losing their loyalty, too. It's all about money for them, um, which it always has been. But, you know, it's just as more money gets added to it, it's going to get crazier and crazier. But nonetheless, I think the Saints have made two pretty good signings here. Derek Carr is not 
Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, but he is a pretty decent quarterback. Like a lot of people argue that he's top 10. I think he's at the very least top 15. He has potential. He has good. He doesn't make terrible mistakes all the time. He has gotten injured a few times, but really is has a pretty good track record of toughing it through um, minor injuries. Um, and he's a dedicated guy. He was insanely loyal to the Raiders fan base, to both Oakland and Las Vegas. Um, and I think the Saints have got at least a very good culture guy for them. He is not in play style a crazy amount like Drew Brees, but personality-wise, he is a very good replacement for Drew Brees. And I think at least, even if they don't win a lot, he is still going to be their guy for the next few years. And I think it's a good move. On the other hand, Jamal Williams, an amazing signing. Jamal Williams had a great year last year. He was the personality of that Lions team that almost made the playoffs and most likely will this team. I kind of would have liked to have seen him stay there, kind of reap some of the fruits of his labor um, at building that team up last year. But it's an amazing move for the Saints. They already have Alvin Kamara, yeah, but he's been in some legal trouble recently, some injury um, trouble recently, and... That's just how the league is nowadays. You are not getting a running back for more than five to eight years now. They get so run into the ground. And Jamal Williams is fresh. Um, He's playing good. And I think he's an amazing move for the Saints to pair along with Derek Carr and some of those playmakers they have, including bringing back Michael Thomas, who it looked like his relationship with the Saints was on the rocks. And now this Derek Carr deal is kind of repairing that. So I think this is all amazing moves for the Saints. I'm excited to see what their offense looks like next year because they have a decent team. They just need that firepower to really push themselves into the upper echelon of the NFC. And the NFC is weak this year. So they have a pretty good chance at making some noise this year. Let's move on to the Jets. But a lot of crazy, crazy stuff happening with the Jets. Um, it looks like Aaron Rodgers is going to be going there. Um, all the signs indicate that he said he wants to play there. We're just kind of playing the waiting game on the Jets and the Packers degree to compensation um, for moving him. But nonetheless, the Jets have been gearing up for him um, all month. Um, it almost seems like borderline potential collusion with all the craziness that's been, that's been going on. Aaron Rodgers giving them a wish list of the players he wants and stuff, but we'll let the league office handle that stuff. Nonetheless, they've been making some big moves. Signed Meikle Hardman from the Chiefs. Um, has been a really solid wide receiver option for uh, Patrick Mahomes, um, especially this season. Um, made some big uh, plays in the Super Bowl. Um, they also signed Alan Lazard, one of Aaron Rodgers' longtime receivers. Um, I find it kind of funny that Aaron Rodgers, his last few years in Green Bay, has been complaining, you guys don't put playmakers around me. You know, I need fresh offensive weapons. Now he moves to the Jets. He's asking the Jets to get all these players, and like half of the players that he's asked for are players he's been playing with on the Packers. So do the Packers have good weapons, or did they not, Aaron? I get that they need to be dedicated to the future a little bit more, but you also are also are almost 40 years old. You're not getting any younger. It's understandable why they're not going to completely put all their chips in for your career at this point. But the Jets seem to be willing to do that. It's worked the past few years of teams just going all in for one season, winning that Super Bowl. So maybe the Jets will do it this year. Aaron Rodgers has been uh, MVP twice recently. Um, I think they have a good shot at being good, um, especially adding some receivers like Lazard that uh, Rodgers is familiar with. 
adding Michael Hardman, who's been a proven um, solid wide receiver option. Um, so we'll just, I don't know. I mean, we'll just have to wait and see what happens with them. Aaron Rodgers is going to have to deal with that New York media. It could be a great, perfect season for them that works out perfect, or it could be an absolute disaster. Um, only time will tell on that. Um, now let's talk a little bit, since we were just talking about Jamal Williams with the Lions, um, let's talk about the Lions. They have been making some pretty big moves this offseason. They went out, they got two cornerbacks that have been really good in Cam Sutton and Emmanuel Mosley. Um, they got an amazing safety um, from Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who uh, was with the Eagles last year. Um, and not to mention they already went out and got the replacement for Jamal, Jamal Williams and David Montgomery from the Bears, who has been a pretty solid, not like top 15 running back, but still pretty solid running back that definitely can be built into something more in this offense. Um, I'm really excited for the, what the Lions are doing. It's not, you know, huge star-studded names like Odell Beckham or Bobby Wagner or something, but they're pretty good signings. They're small little signings that are going to build up into a pretty good team, um, building upon what they had last year, which was a great team. Um, they still could obviously use a franchise quarterback. Jared Goff's not going to be your guy forever, but he is good for right now. He's a good bridge quarterback. Um, and I just say don't fix what isn't broken. I mean, they were doing good last year. They almost got in the playoffs. Um, they beat their rival at the end of the season in a pretty crazy game. So I think them, um, adding some firepower here is definitely going to help make their, uh, season off look season outlook, um, be pretty bright. Um, we got some runner-ups, just some quick things that have been happening in free agency. As I just mentioned with um, the C.J. Uh, Gardner-Johnson signing for the Lions, the Eagles have lost a lot of people. They lost Miles Sanders. They lost C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Um, and they almost lost Bradbury, but were lucky to get him at the last minute. Like He was literally about to sign with someone else. They hit him up last minute, sign him. It's been the only big move they've made all offseason. Even their players, like, have been tweeting, like, what the heck is happening? We were just in the Super Bowl. How are we just letting all these guys go? But that's what happens whenever you kind of go all in on one season. Now, the Eagles didn't do it as drastically as, like, the Rams or the Buccaneers did the past few years, um, going to get, like, that huge quarterback with a lot of weapons around them. But they still definitely bought into this season a little bit with some of their signings and it's going to kind of bite them in the ass a little bit because they are losing a lot of guys, and we're just going to have to see if they're going to be able to really rebuild to what they were last season. Um, the Dolphins have made some pretty decent moves. Um, they made a trade for Jalen Ramsey for almost nothing in return. Um, they really got a steal on that one. Um, kind of surprised some other teams didn't go in, and make, go in and make that move with how cheap it seemingly was, but that's going to be a really great um, added piece to their defense um, to go along with their already really good offense. Um, they also signed Mike White um, as a backup quarterback. He was really decent with the Jets last season. He was about the only reason that they were even in contention for half the season, um, taking over for Zach Wilson, who is definitely having some issues last season. Um, and I think he's a really solid backup quarterback option for the Dolphins. Um, we saw last season Tua... Definitely has the chance of getting hurt um, more than some other quarterbacks. Um, and if he keeps getting concussions, he may even have to leave the league because it's just so unsafe for him to keep playing. 
I think Mike White is a solid backup for now. Um, obviously, if something serious happened to Tua, they would be looking for their next franchise guy in the draft or something. But for right now, he's at least a good backup. If Tua does go down for the season, I think he can definitely win you some games. Um, and, you know, maybe you even look at him if Tua does permanently go down as, hey, maybe this can be at least our bridge quarterback. Maybe this guy is the guy. Um, you never know, but it's good to have those options um, back there, especially whenever you got got a guy like Tua who's pretty injury prone. Um, the Panthers have been making some pretty big moves. One really big one that we'll talk about later. Um, but for now, they signed some two pretty good offensive playmakers. Signed Adam Thielen from the Vikings and Miles Sanders from the Eagles. Um, both guys aren't you know top ten guys in the league, but they were really good last year. They have been for a few years. Um, Adam Thielen has been a little bit on the decline, but he's also been dealing with Kirk Cousins for most of his career, so what can you really expect from him? But he has been solid despite that, and I think that he is um, a really good receiving option for whoever ends up inheriting this Panthers team, um, and will be a guy that can definitely help your bridge quarterback win some games um, while you're developing that rookie quarterback. And then Miles Sanders is a really great signing. He has been a solid running back for the Eagles all season. He's still got some juice left in, left in him. And after you lose Christian McCaffrey to trade last season, you lose Deontay Foreman in free agency, all you've got left in that running back room is Chuba Hubbard, who can be good, but let's be realistic, he's not Christian McCaffrey. And neither is Miles Sanders, but he's at least a solid option for your uh, backfield. Um, and last signing that I want to talk about, um, at least on these quick hits, is the Bengals signing Orlando Brown at uh, tackle. He's been a really solid option at tackle his whole career, going back to my great University of Oklahoma. And I think this is a really good move for the Bengals. They got him a lot cheaper than they thought they were going to. That's part of why he was even a free agent, is because he held out with the Chiefs expecting a bigger contract. Didn't end up getting it, but goes to a new team. Might can prove himself there in a big contract. Um, he's been a really solid option. I think that this is a big move for the Bengals. Um, that's been part of the Bengals' problem is their offensive line has just been shoddy um, here over the past few years. Um, they made it to a Super Bowl with it, but Joe Burrow needs protection to be able to really do what he's doing. He has one of the best offenses in the league, some crazy good receivers, really good backfield. And their problem has just been keeping Joe Burrow safe. Um, he had injuries his first year. Hasn't been injured since, but just gets sacked so much. And I think adding that solid tackle, especially a left tackle, to your line is really going to help make some changes this this season. Um, So as long as Orlando Brown can stay healthy, um, doesn't get in any drama with these contract talks, I think this is a really solid move for the Bengals. Now let's talk um, about the big trade that has happened. Um, this offseason, and that is the Panthers trading up to the number one overall pick in the draft. Um, They sent over some draft picks, um, sent DJ Moore, one of their big receivers, um, to the Bears to get this first overall draft pick, and they want their starting quarterback. They don't want to wait around, get whoever's left. They want first pick at what quarterback they get in this draft. Um, There's a lot of options there, but this is a huge trade for the Panthers. They made a lot of coaching hires. Been building this team for a little bit, hoping for some quick answers with Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield. Just hasn't worked out. Um, and now you got the chance to go get your guy. If you mess this up, it's all on you. Um, so you better make the right choice. 
but they've really set themselves up to be building for the future. And in a few years, if they make this correct quarterback choice, they could be a really scary team. So I think this is a huge move move for the Panthers. Was honestly surprised that they had the guts to come up and do this, but their owner seems to be all in on building a championship culture. So I think this is going to be huge for the Panthers, and it really shakes up a lot of the mock trades and stuff. Um, but let's get right into that. So let's get into this draft talk real quickly. We don't have a lot of time left, um, but I do want to go over this real quickly. So your top five picks in the draft right now as they stand after this Panthers trade. Panthers picking one overall, followed by the Texans, the Cardinals, the Colts, and then the Seahawks. Now, these teams are all interesting. Like I said, the Panthers have been rebuilding for a little bit. haven't been that good. Texans have been really bad over the past few years, ever since the whole Deshaun Watson drama. And even a little bit before that was some of their other other front office drama. Um, Cardinals, they should have been good the past few seasons, but have been struck with bad coaching, Kyler's injuries. So them being this high um, in the draft is really good for them. They really need to try to regroup as quickly as they can before they run out of... um, some juice from their bigger players, including Kyler. After the Cardinals, you got the Colts picking, who have also been a little bit of a train wreck ever since uh, Andrew Luck's retirement. Got to expect them to probably be going quarterback as well, trying to finally make that move to be a legitimate um, contending team. And then lastly, you have the Seahawks, who actually were really good this year, made the playoffs, um, obviously weren't like real contenders or anything, but definitely, definitely outshined expectations for the season. Everybody thought they were going to be absolute trash with uh, losing Russell Wilson, um, but they were really good, and they still get a top five pick from that Russell Wilson trade that helps them really gear up to go make a run this season, um, try to build around that successful team they had last season, just add a big piece um, to really fit the last piece in the puzzle. So the Panthers, I think they're obviously going to go quarterback um, first. They need quarterback. They need their franchise guy. Um They've had decent teams, just not a guy to command them. Um, I think the same is going to go with the Texans. They have not had a quarterback, obviously, since the whole Deshaun Watson drama. They need their franchise guy. It's crazy that they are restarting trying to find their franchise guy after it feels like yesterday they traded Watson and he was going to be their guy forever. But obviously we all know what happened there. Um, I think the Cardinals are definitely going to go something on defense. They have um, a pretty decent offense right now if Kyler's healthy. Um, but they need some stuff to re-bolster that defense, especially when you're losing Patrick Peterson. Um, over the last few years, you're losing J.J. Watt. Um, you've lost a lot of key guys um, to your defense, and you definitely need to reload there, try to, try to take some of the stress off of your offense, get some scoring from the defense, just... Get a better overall lockdown defense. Um, Colts, like I said, they're definitely going quarterback. That's been their big problem. They've had good teams, just not a quarterback in the backfield for them. Um, So they're definitely going to be going after their franchise guy. And I think the Seahawks are going to go defense too. Like I said, they don't really need a lot of huge players because they've been good this last season. They have a team that can do good if they put the right players on there. They don't really need a lot. They just signed Bobby Wagner. Um, back on a one-year deal. He's a little washed, but he's still a great player. Um, is definitely going to be a great leader for that defensive locker room. So I think they definitely go defense with an edge pick there, too. Um, most likely someone like Tyree Wilson, maybe Jalen Carter. Um, 
and I think the Cardinals are definitely going to go Will Anderson um, at edge. He's the best defensive player um, outside of maybe Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter had some combine issues, some legal issues, so his stock's definitely dropping. So I think Will Anderson is the n- no-nonsense pick there at number three for the Cardinals. Um, let's talk about these quarterbacks specifically, um, some of the top quarterbacks, where I think they'll go, what I think of them in general. Um, to me, the best quarterback in the draft is C.J. Stroud. I think that's who the Panthers are going to pick at number one. Um, you have some worries about just Ohio State quarterbacks in general. They don't always turn out well. Um, Justin Fields has been one of the exceptions, and even then, it's still a little questionable. Is this uh his breakout season, was it just a once-in-a-million season? Um, we don't know, but C.J. Stroud has all the measurables. He's had a good career at Ohio State, um, and I think he can be the guy for the Panthers if they put the right people around him, which leaves, um, to me, the second-best player is not who's going second in the draft, um, but I think Anthony Anthony Richardson is the second-best player in the draft. He's tall. His pocket presence is like nothing I've ever seen. He knows how to scramble well. He knows where everybody is on the field. He's a smart guy. He's a little bit of a project player that you're going to have to mold. And that's why I don't think the Panthers take him over uh, at first overall, just because you don't trade up to first overall for a project pick usually. But I think whoever does end up getting Anthony Richardson, who will most likely be the Colts, um, maybe the Falcons if he falls far enough, um, whoever ends up getting him, they're getting a star um, if they know how to develop him. He can be a crazy good quarterback, but I don't think he's going that high um, because I think Bryce Young, who's my third best quarterback, um, he's going to go number two overall to the Texans. Um, The Texans seem to love this guy. He is an Alabama guy, Nick Saban guy, so you do have to respect that, but he is small. He is really small, and people used to love to make fun of Kyler for being short and small, and that he wasn't going to make it. He can't see over the offensive tackles. And now Bryce Young comes through. He's from Alabama. Nobody mentions it at all. Nobody's making fun of him, nothing. But he is just as short as Kyler. Um, And to me, he really has less upside than Kyler because not only is he short, but he is small in bulk. He is not very muscly. He's not very full in his body. Kyler, while being short, he at least had some muscle. He had some chunk to him. To where he can survive some tackles, um, make some big moves downfield. Bryce Young has the potential, but he is small, and it's going to take a while for him to get used to getting hit by NFL players all day. Yeah, the SEC prepares you better than probably any conference, but it's still a whole new game in the NFL. He is going to have to have good protection from his, from his offensive line, um, or else he might get smothered out there. And then lastly, out of the big quarterbacks, there's Will Levis. I think he's an okay pick. I don't think he's a number one overall pick or anything. I think he does fall a little bit in this draft. Um, maybe even goes to a team that's not people aren't really expecting to take a quarterback, but he could be their guy for the future. Maybe like the Rams, um, even the Saints maybe. Um, just to kind of build for the future, I don't think he's going to be starting right away. Um, other than if there's a big injury, um, he's kind of a project guy too. Um, he can throw really far down the field. His accuracy is decent. Um, but he just doesn't have, um, the same intangibles that some of these guys have. 
same experience that some of these guys have. I think he'll be a solid quarterback, but he's not anything that I would drop half my picks to go get. Um, so we'll just have to see what ends up with where he ends up. Could be completely different career path just depending on where he goes. Um, that's really good, what it's going to come down to. And lastly, um, the final thing to talk about here, there was some pretty big breaking news um, today in the NFL world. Um, haven't got any more updates on it yet, but Lamar Jackson um, has announced that he officially requested a trade back on March 2nd. Um, surprisingly, hasn't gone out until now. Um, but he has officially requested a trade. Um, Ravens placed that non-exclusive franchise tag on him. Many other teams could negotiate with him. Um, rumors came out that almost none of the teams people expected to talk to him um, were planning on talk to, talking to him. So it's a little bit of an interesting situation. I think that those teams just know they might can get him cheaper um, and not have to send a trade if he just becomes a free agent versus a franchise tag. Um, I personally don't love Lamar's game. Um, I get that he is a franchise quarterback. I don't think that he's really the guy. Um, but I think he can do solid for some teams. Um, so I don't think the Ravens are going to trade him. Um, if they do, it's going to be have to be a huge package um, in return for a guy like that. Um, but... I think this still has really big implications on the league. Um, a lot of teams have already been making their moves. They're already playing on the draft, but maybe we see one of these teams not get a guy that they wanted in the draft. They make a desperation move, try to go all in like the Bucks and Rams did. Um, I'm worried most as a Cowboys fan that he ends up going to the 49ers. Um, I don't really know what their money situation is like, if they can even afford that right now. Plus, you've already got two. Really good quarterbacks on your roster in Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. You just signed Sam Darnold as another backup. So the 49ers already have a lot on their hands when it comes to the QB room. So we'll see if they want to bring in that other addition to make even things even more hectic. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, so we'll have to keep our eyes peeled on that one. Um, I think that's going to be how we wrap up today's episode. It was great um, getting this first episode going. Um, next few episodes, we're going to take an even deeper dive into all this stuff. Talk about some specific teams' moves, um, a full mock draft, um, any breaking news that comes out within the next few weeks, obviously. Um, and then I'd like to go and look at next season, especially with some of these these new free agency signings to the rosters. Um, just what I think each of these teams are going to look like next season. Um, what their win-losses are going to be, maybe even make some way to early Super Bowl picks. Um, so yeah, I'll leave you all with that for this. Um, thank you guys so much for listening, um, and I hope to see you all next week. Thanks. Have a good one.